plates ready? This is Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Want to feel amazing? Love the way you look in the mirror and perform your absolute best in the gym, at work, and in bed. Well, in life, you're definitely in the right place. Food, it's you. It builds every single cell of you. And if there is one thing every human being must master, it's food. Because at the very least, eating, you do it every day, several times a day, every single day. You might as well get good at it. I'm your host, Angela Sharina from Create Yourself Dead Today, your personal nutritionist and plate watcher, your diet guide and explorer, your fat loss coach and food inspector, and just someone with a lot, a lot of passion and obsession and curiosity for healthy food, healthy diets, nutrition, optimized human performance, everything and absolutely anything you put in your grocery shopping cart, your fridge, on your plate, and in your mouth. It's my business. Food School, on a mission to help you eat better daily. It's the last time I talk about food. It's the last time I talk about food. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Food School, Smarter, Stronger, Leaner podcast. Today's podcast might find you a little bit later. This morning I traveled to Moscow to get, mostly to get my Estonian e-residency ID card. So I went to uh, Estonian embassy in Moscow and got it, and today I'm officially e-resident of Estonia. So what does it allow me to do and why did I decide to share with you guys? A lot of you guys are either partially or wholly um, digital nomads, meaning having work that you do either entirely or part of it online. And being a digital nomad uh, means not being uh, restricted or tied to any particular location to do your work. And so um, Estonia is uh, the first country, as far as I know, that offered digital residency to people. And basically what I can do now, uh, I can establish my own company in Estonia, close my company and my business in Russia, the country that I'm a citizen of, even though I don't spend much time there, uh, and um, basically be on my own borderless anywhere in the world, having my company, uh, my coaching company, my coaching business in Estonia, uh, and um, not having to be there or anywhere to have my bank account, to have um, my accountant, to have um, my company set up. Uh, so I don't ha- I'm not tied to uh, any location. Well, that's the idea because I still have my business right now set up in Russia, but I'm going to close it once I open successfully my company in Estonia. And also they promise to make this e-residency or electronic residency um, a permanent uh, more physical thing. So basically you'll be kind of like a resident of European Union. Um, you might also consider uh, 
e-residency if you don't like laws of your country, taxes and all of that, and you'd like to be in a different environment, that will also allow you to do that. And all you have to do really is to fill in the application that they have on their website. Uh, and uh, then you have to pay 100 euros and then you wait uh, maybe like a couple of weeks till you are approved if you're approved and uh, then you um, get the physical ID card and also uh, the card reader to actually insert your ID into your computer whenever you're trying to do something uh, with your bank account or any sort of legal stuff. Um, so that's how it works. you got to still physically get it, but they have um, their representatives in a lot of countries. So in Russia, we have several and they have in they have them in many countries. So if you're interested in being a digital nomad and living borderless anywhere in the world, so that might be a thing. That's the future, guys. I truly believe it that soon we're all going to become citizens of the world, able to live where we want, whenever we want, doing whatever we want, as long as we follow um, certain universal laws. So that's the news for today. So congratulations to Angela. <laughs> I'm now a e an official e-resident of Estonia and soon going to have my own company there. So that's being said, today's podcast is dedicated to our conversation that we started um a couple of days ago or yesterday, um, I don't even remember anymore, um, we're talking about keto and low-carb, high-fat diet, and specifically about five reasons why a lot of you guys uh, can't lose all the weight that you want to lose. And I mean that in healthy amounts, like some people that come to me, they want to get lean, like competition like lean, even though that kind of shape, athletes, even athletes, even professional fitness models, they do not maintain it whole year round because it's just unhealthy to be super lean. There is a certain body fat percentage that is healthy and that you need. And so going beyond that, I'm not working on that. Um, but if you lost some weight doing keto and low-carb high-fat diet, and if your health improved, but not as much as you'd like, you haven't quite lost everything that you wanted to lose, and it's kind of stuck in your health, in your energy levels, and your weight, your six-pack abs, progress. So it's kind of all stuck. So these are the uh, these are my hacks, my best coaching tips that I give to all of my clients when we start working in a in this kind of situation. Um, so we talked about dairy products and why you need to uh, remove it from your diet, uh, at least as an experiment to see whether uh, it um, it was at least the cause of your uh, weight loss plateau, fat loss plateau or not, and how you feel when you don't have any dairy products uh, in your food. And I mean zero, like whey protein, also, by the way, a product of um, dairy industry, um, dairy procession, so that also, and any heavy cream, any butter, anything dairy, because for a lot of people, me including even small amounts, will trigger some inflammation response and some water retention and a change uh, in your hormones um, and a lot of other things, changes in your microbiome. A lot of those things we are not really sure of, Anyhow, uh, remove dairy. Uh, 
the second thing today we will talk about the second and the third tip that I give to all of my clients and we are talking about real life implementation. So today we are talking about the quality of uh, foods that you eat uh, and we are talking about vegetables and meats and fish and eggs and basically everything. Um, so you want to go, you want to eat organic, pastured for animals, for eggs. Pastured means they go to pasture and they eat what they're meant to eat, like cows are meant to eat grass, for example. That's their best diet. That's how their digestive system is designed to function. And whenever we switch uh, those animals, cows, for example, to grain diet that that was not designed for them, like cows are not grain, grain, <laughs> grain grazing animals, they're grass grazing animals. So, so whenever we change the natural diet of any animal, their health changes not in a good way. Their inflammation increases, omega-6 fatty acids in their meats increases by actually 30 to 40 percent, guys. Um, a lot of things increase and those things do not influence our health in a positive way too. So why do you want to go for organic, for vegetables, for fruits, for greens, pastured for animals, wild for your fish? Why? Because pesticides, hormones, and antibiotics that animals are injected with, they changed your hormones, they change your metabolism, they change your gut microbiome, insulin sensitivity, how you absorb nutrients from your food, how much inflammation you have, how well you manage that inflammation and other stresses in your life, how your mitochondria, those energy-producing plants of your cells, produce energy, how well or how bad they do that. All of, the, all of these practices are disrupted by those chemicals, uh, whether those are different sorts of pesticides, herbicides that they uh, treat the plants with, uh, and then those plants end up in the animals, and then also those animals are injected with hormones to grow faster, to grow fatter, and then with antibiotics so they don't get sick. Uh, and those things, they never get out of the system of those animals or plants completely. So uh, a lot of it a lot of it ends up in your body and what happens, they disrupt your hormonal system, your gut microbiome and all of these other things that I um, just mentioned. In the same way, they disrupt it in those animals. And a lot of times it's even, the effect is even bigger for you because we are not exactly cows, we are smaller. And so for a cow, a certain amount of antibiotics might not be that harmful. For a human being, it might be super harmful. And it's proven by a lot of studies that uh, whenever any animal is treated with antibiotics, they put on weight. It affects their gut microbiome, their metabolism somehow. We're not sure exactly how, but it happens in every single case. They do not do human trials with antibiotics uh, in relation with weight gain because that would be inhumane to do something that we know from animal studies is harmful. But anyhow, so all these substances, they affect your um, all these processes in your body, uh, your balance of hormones and metabolic processes in your body, and that affects your health in a negative way with increased inflammation, reduced insulin sensitivity, uh, you know, it changed the microbiome, so you put on more fat and uh, increased inflammation and so many other things. That's why 
you really want to care about the quality of what you put in your body, of all of it. And how I do that, you know, sometimes, uh, very often actually, you know, we, we do not live in a perfect world yet. Um, a lot of times I'm in a situation where I'm just not sure where this uh, beef or lamb or pork come from or those eggs. And so what I do in those cases? In those cases, I go for fish and uh, for smaller fish that that in the world is not traced or fat, some hormones, antibiotics, and all that other stuff. So, uh, for example, if I travel, like, tomorrow I'm going to Greece, right, uh, and I'm not sure at all, like, what kind of beef they have. They're probably better than in a lot of places, but I don't know, you know. And, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick to sardines, to small fish that is still in our world wild and pristine and has the least contaminants when it comes to heavy metals and all that other stuff like um in that kind of small fish like sardines like anchovies uh, um herring small herring and um, a lot of other smaller fish uh, rich in omega-3 fatty acids um so they do not have any hormones antibiotics or anything like that and so when i'm not sure what what quality other animal products are so I'm just, i just stick to fish especially canned fish because there you can see everything that they put in there you know whether there was um, a vegetable oil or there was not no vegetable oil um and things like that so i just stick to uh fish to seafood uh to uh also things like shrimp or uh, mussels or oysters; those are usually those are also wild foods. Uh, they are not uh, raised or fat. All these, you know, all these hormones and and antibiotics that, or pesticides or herbicides that end up in our other animals. Or, or whenever I can, you know, I go for wild food um, if I can find it. Like, if there is, you know, if I see a farm and they have their chickens and you know you can see what they feed their chickens, then of course I'm going to go for those too. Um, but yeah, that's how I do it. So whenever I'm not sure of the quality of the meat that I eat, I just stick to small fish. And uh, it's also great because those fishes like sardines uh, or um, anchovies, uh, herring, uh, they're really rich in omega-3 fatty acids, they're really uh, rich in uh, choline, another brain important nutrient, they're rich in minerals, in proteins, in so many things things. So um, they really make a great substitution for uh, all animal products. So that's what I do. And then also when it comes to vegetables, whenever I travel and I can't cook or can't find, you know, organic stuff, I just stick to vegetables from Clean 15. I'm going to link it in the show notes. And Clean 15 is basically a list of vegetables that are proven, even when they are not organic, to have the least or none uh, pesticides on them, usually because they are covered with skin, like avocados, for example, they do not retain any pesticides or anything, even if they are not organic. Um, but uh, And there is another list, Dirty Dozen, that are the, the most contaminated vegetables when they are not organic. Kale, by the way, is on that list too. So if you are not buying organic kale, then you're probably ingesting a lot of pesticides, guys. So those are just a couple of shortcuts that I use no matter where I am in the world. Um, and now, guys, 
I also want to bring your attention to uh, another aspect of why you should choose wild and pastured animals. Because in those animals, in their meat and in their products, there are more omega-3s than omega-6s. And as we talked before in so many podcasts, omega-6s or uh, a huge amount of those omega-6s that were never present in human food supply, that is one of the causes, one of the major causes, as they speculate, for heart disease, for increased inflammation, for increased uh, insulin um, insensitivity or insulin resistant for all-cause mortality. So in those conventionally grown animal products, omega-6s skyrocket, guys, because guess what? They're fat, soy, and all these grains, they produce a lot of omega-6 fatty acids, so no wonder they end up in their uh, meat. If I feed you uh, omega-6s, that's what's going to end up, and that this is what is ending up in uh, a lot of fat in a lot of people. And, you know, sometimes you might hear that omega-3s, they don't matter. And if you feed a person omega-3s, then their health doesn't change. Like some studies show that. But the reason why those studies show that is, number one, they never give them any meaningful amount of omega-3s. Like if you're already in poor health and you have a lot of omega-6s in your body already and you've been eating them for a while, it takes a whole bunch of omega-3s to actually create a meaningful measurable difference in your health. Number two, when you have and when you have been eating too many omega-6s, those fatty acids end up in the membranes of your cells. And so before you can actually measure the um, positive effects, health effects of consuming omega-3 fatty acids in the form of fatty fish mostly, uh, before that, your body, before you measure any positive effect, you actually, your body has to replace all those cells. And especially if you have, if you've accumulated a lot of fat tissue, a lot of that tissue is omega-6s. And until you get rid of all of that unnecessary stuff and you replace all the omega-6s with omega-3s in your cell membranes, you're not going to see any, a lot of difference in your health. And those studies, they just not long enough to show that. And plus the, uh, a lot of those studies, they use some fish oil and fish oil, all the uh, studies show it's not as good as fish at all because uh, when you extract omega-3 fatty acids that are highly sensitive to light and to temperature, they lose their potential very fast. They're being oxidized very fast. Uh, In comparison to fatty fish like sardines, fatty acids in those fish, um, they're trapped in muscle tissue, in in tissue in general, where it's preserved in a certain, uh, what they call like capsules, natural capsules, and they are preserved in their natural state, not oxidized, and they're not getting bad when they're in that fish. And that's why, uh, plus all the minerals, plus uh, accompanying proteins and other nutrients that in system work together than in isolation, that what happens when you eat whole foods. It all works better because it's a system. It's food matrix. Just like your body, if you cut off your legs and arms and then put it together, you're not going to work exactly the same. So that goes for anything in nature, really. it's um, Those are complex systems that do not work uh, when you separate the parts of it. 
Uh, so that's why supplementing with omega-3s in all those studies do not work that well. Um, what else? The last thing, talking about omega-3s and omega-6s, yeah, that's actually the advice, the tip, the, the strategy number four, if, you, if your weight stuck uh, on keto, on low-carb, high-fat diet, on any diet, actually. So you want to avoid as much as possible uh, omega-6s and load up with omega-3s. How to load up through food on omega-3s, you'll find uh, by following the link that is going to be in the show notes. That's going to lead you to my Instagram post when I created this beautiful picture uh, with the amount of omega-3s you need and all the fish and the amount of the fish where you can get it on a daily basis. And it's not a lot. Like, for example, one ounce of cod liver would give you 3,000 plus milligrams of omega-3 fatty acids. Whereas, you know, you need uh, somewhere around 250, 500 milligrams, but the more the better, especially if you've been having crappy diet for a while and you've accumulated a lot of those omega-6s. So check out that link for your ultimate omega-3 cheat sheet or checklist where to eat them in the most convenient, um, effective and efficient way. And how to avoid omega-6s? So first of all, vegetable oils, um, if you are not sure what it is and it's the first time that you hear and you're not, not sure what vegetable oils are, ask me. Um, when you eat out vegetable oils, almost all of the places in our modern world, they cook with those vegetable oils that are oxidized, that um, during the cooking process, a lot of trans fats are created. So if you eat out uh, and steamed food is not the only kind of food that you order, then you're probably eating those omega-6s in big amounts. Packaged foods, you know, sunflower oil, peanut oil, a lot of those oils um, in package, all sorts of packaged foods. Your nuts might be roasted in that, so any sorts of, you know, processed foods, even minimally processed meat, have a lot of omega-6s. A lot of vegan foods, even, you know, those burger substitutes um, or, I don't know, meat, any sort of meat substitute, like Impossible Burger, they're full of those vegetable oils, full of omega-6s. Certain nuts and seeds are also very high in omega-6 uh, fatty acids. So as you can imagine, you might be eating quite a lot of those omega-6s, plus all the poor quality animal products, right? So that's where you get a whole bunch of omega-6s. Plus if you eat, for example, butter on high fat, um, uh, on keto diet, uh, if that butter is not grass-fed, you are getting a lot of omega Omega sixes too, guys. So uh, a lot of sources of omega sixes and not so many in our modern world of omega threes. Um, and fish oil, guys. Fish oil is not that of a great source for your omega threes. Eat your whole food. You know, one ounce, thirty grams of cod liver every day, and you're done with your omega threes. It's so simple. Plus, it has vitamin D and vitamin A. So that's amazing. Um, that's it for today, guys. Actually, your ultimate guide to lean and sharp keto and low-carb high-fat diet uh, and my best tips when you're experiencing fat loss plateau, how to get out of that plateau and start losing fat again and getting more energy again. So check back to our previous episode and to this episode 
to just re-listen to it and remember the information, check out the links for the Ultimate Omega 3 cheat sheet and for Clean 15 and Dirty Dozen. Uh, and also, guys, I want to announce... Uh, a challenge that I'm going to be doing with three people. I need more transformational six-pack apps kind of story. Like, you know, you didn't look that great, but then you become super great. So three months, three people for you to get your six-pack. So the interviewers to qualify, because not everyone is going to qualify for this particular challenge. First of all, it's only for three people. And second of all, it's going to be for a very particular type of people uh, who are already um, moving towards their ideal weight, but need that extra edge to get to their six-pack, you know, the extra advice, extra details. Um, uh, so th that is all for those people, um, not for people who are just trying to do something, anything, and don't really have a particular goal, not for people who go from lean to super lean, uh, not for a lot of people, but yeah, go through that interview with me over the next uh, few days, because uh, this weekend already I have 10 interviewers, so um, those spots um, fill up really quickly. So check out the link. That's going to be another link uh, in the show notes to my Instagram post with the announcement. So if you want to get your six pack by the end of this quarter, well, a little bit more than a quarter, um, three months. Uh, so it's probably I'm going to start it September 15 or somewhere around that. And we're going to finish in three months. So check out all the links uh, Sign up for the interviewer and get your six pack if you want one. <laughs> and check out all the other links and master your keto, your low carb, high fat diet. For some of you guys, someone like me, it might be a really great thing, the most amazing thing that ever happened to you. You just gotta master a few extra details to get that edge, to get that extra bonus that you get when you finally master all these finer details in keto and low-carb high-fat diet that you don't hear about often. So thank you guys for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Uh, check out all the links. Uh, sign up for our interviewer. Uh, Stay tuned for our podcast tomorrow because that's going to be about carb ups, an essential part of keto, low carb, high fat, long term success and fat loss. So stay tuned for that tomorrow. And as usual, till next time, eat better daily.